Hello and welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It podcast. I'm your host, GB. Today's guest is one half of Act 2. He's the sweet prince of pro wrestling. Please give up for Benjamin Harland. Uh, Harland, I'm going to try not to say Harland like the footballer. Uh, for the listeners out there, just that aren't watching this on video, they might see the description and just go straight into the audio. Oh my God, Harland. No, no, no. He's better. Than that hard, <laughs> Benjamin. Oh, Harden. Well, well, hey, I'm an Arsenal fan, mate. So I already prefer you, mate. So we've really kicked <laughs> up, mate. We've really done well. But how are you doing today? You're good. Um, I'm very good, thank you. Yes. Um, now have the mic working. We were. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're all to get here, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, yes, sort of, absolutely. Uh, to reinvite, but uh, it's all good. It happens. At least I've actually hit record. I didn't do that for. Uh, Johnny Swinger, if anyone wants to know. It's funny enough, you've actually got an ECW. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I actually, um, I haven't told us on the air, but why not? Fuck it. So, Johnny Swinger, he's an impact now. He's doing like a really fun retro gimmick, and he was an ECW. So, I had the opportunity to interview him, spoke to him about 20, 30 minutes, really good interview. Really awesome hit record after it. Oh, mate. <laughs> because, like, his time's very limited. I couldn't really get him back, and it was done for impact. So, I was just like, fuck's sake. Oh, what a person for it to happen I know. with as well. I, like... know. I mean, I, I value my guests, mate. I do, I do. But I was just like, I love East W, like old school wrestling, Joey Swinger. Didn't hit record. I was talking to someone the other day about Simon Diamond and Swinger. Oh my God. That's... When they teamed at ECW. So, yeah. Simon Diamond. Um, oh. Wow. I didn't think I'd be talking, like, beginning a podcast episode by talking about ECW. Tell me some <laughs> about like, ECW matches and wrestlers then, just before we talk about Act 2 and yourself and your own wrestling career. But it's there, I want to ask, and why not? Yeah, Um. so actually, flag behind me, courtesy of Big Fucking Joe. Yeah. The uh, everybody's favourite deathmatch wrestler. Love it. Um. To be fair, I, I can't even claim to be the biggest fan of ECW mm-hmm. ever anyway. The flag is cool. I was very much the non-hardcore wrestling part of ECW. If I was yeah. to ever go and watch it back, um, and uh, super crazy. A, a couple of exceptions, um, but mostly like Mike Awesome, Simon Diamond, like I said, Chris Candido, Lance Storm. Uh, that's sort of who I'd go to to watch ECW. I'm quite excited to honest. Like some of it was a bit too much, like the barbed wire rope matches. A little bit too much, like Sabu skins hanging off, and like yeah, I feel like um from um, it's fan base, hundred percent. I've but... been on absolutely. I've been on quite a few shows of death matches now. That yeah. I feel like maybe in person I'm a bit desensitized to it, so it doesn't affect me as much now. But yeah, um, yeah. back when I was sort of discovering new wrestling and everything, quite off putting. <laughs> not gonna lie. Imagine, mate. Like especially like you're there, like you're backstage, you're seeing like your colleagues. It's weird calling wrestlers that, but. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Seeing your friends or whatever backstage, you've just done a death match, and God knows what they're picking out of their skin, and you're just like wrestling. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's insane, insane. I I tend to not, I can't quite grasp that it's happening in front of me. Yeah, it's almost like I go into a bit of a delusional state where I'm like, oh no, it's not, it's not glass. It is, and it is <laughs> happening like five feet away from me. But uh, I think I just convinced myself that it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, that stuff would make me feel a bit crazy. But at the same time, it's got its fan base. I mean, if I'm there um, and I don't really know what to expect, I'll probably will be like, yeah. But, you know, just 
In small doses, that's what I'm going to say. But no, ECW has a soft spot for me. Uh, Not WWE's version, but again, I don't think it was bad as people said it was, but that's just going back. Very, that's just showing my age now. But yeah, we're not here to talk about me, what I've watched in the past. We're here to talk about you. Before I do normally rewind the clock, so I always like to go to the beginning, the origins, and find out what got Benjamin Ireland into wrestling, is I want to go back to um, something happened recently and kickstart a match that you had against Subculture, the former Impact World Tag Team Champions, uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, and that's Long Yourself Act 2. Hello there. I've got a special announcement from my next guest. Hello, I am Leon Gray, one half of Made to Last, and I'm going to be appearing on What You Call It podcast. Yeah, I heard. Oh, I know about that match in particular, just because it happened recently. They are personal, um, one of my favorite tag teams in the last few years. Um, I just want to know about this, and I think listeners will be interested as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, we knew beforehand that we'd be wrestling subculture um which we were incredibly excited for we made a list um must have been like 12 14 months ago now of um just a few sort of like high tier top level tag teams that we'd really like to wrestle um which at the time felt like a ridiculous sort of dream scenario um but subculture was on there and uh we found out like you're gonna wrestle subculture um so we were already mm. like Quite bouncing clearly, off like, the walls how much i was excited. gonna say like when you found out did you have to leave the room be like one moment please yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um thankfully we found out via text so oh, way right. easier to deal with <laughs> way, way easier to deal with um so like I said, we're already like bouncing off the walls like climbing, right? And then of course we know um so myself and Jack Nelson, we train with Flash. Oh, um yeah. he's our coach. Yeah, so oh, nice. um of course we knew about um uh Slamiversary, we knew they were wrestling for the tech titles and everything. We had no idea whether or not they were going to win, but we just happened to uh, be together that night, me and Jack. So we were like, Oh, we'll watch, you know, uh see Flash um doing what he does and we're watching and we're watching and we're like slowly starting to convince ourselves that he's going to win full like fan mode like sat there on the edge of our seats i, d- I don't think i said to him at the time i don't think i've ever been more invested in a match in my life mm-hmm. <laughs> um obviously because of the payoff but still like that's, of, your, that's your mental of course yeah. absolutely right and we're sat there and um the stream goes <laughs> the stream goes dead so uh jack's like frantically trying to like yeah. unplug the laptop plug it back here you you saw me try to set up the microphone earlier it's, it's yeah. a good job it wasn't me doing that so <laughs> he's trying to like frantically set it up and everything and it's just a black screen but we get the audio and it got a new impact tag team champion subculture I'm like what the f- oh my god oh my god um so we go to send uh flash a message we're like hey uh you know congratulations oh my god yeah um and he responds to us and he's like, yeah, yeah, boys, um, looking forward to defending them against you. Uh, and we're like, oh, that's pretty sick, man. And we were like, um, so <laughs> we didn't believe it at first. Yeah. Why would we? Come on. We're like, OK, stop winding us up now. This is not don't be ridiculous. Not happening. And he's like, no, no, for real, it's happening. Um, but, but you can't tell anybody. <laughs> Uh, so, well, you're like 
what? So like on the day like of the show, you're just like. Yes, so it, it got around on the day of the show, like oh, at the okay. building and stuff, yeah. because obviously people are like, oh, what are you doing today? And like, oh, you know, wrestling subculture. And like, oh, they've got the belts. Is it for the belts? And we'd kind of try and pull a poker <laughs> face, but it didn't really, didn't really happen. Ah, poker faces then. <laughs> um, yeah, but in in advance, we couldn't couldn't say a word, anything yeah. like that. Um, it was a complete surprise that they were even there, let alone it for being for the belts. So, um, which kind of eating ourselves alive basically trying to keep this like massive secret in um the whole sort of magnitude of what was happening too because i was such a tna fanboy as a child mm. um i grew up more on tna than i did wwe um so to that's quite to be of, in a stitch- say, normal for a generation because impact was actually getting better viewers than wwe at one point for a couple of years Abs- absolutely and yeah when you tell and, people um, this now they kind of don't believe you it's really weird I remember my uh, exposure to TNA was um, on old BT boxes. You could get the pay-per-views for 99p. Um, so that's how I well, discovered TNA. Man, so I don't really... <laughs> but that's not fair, though. 99p for like one of those pay-per-views back in the day. That's a bargain. Yeah, it was like um, it was like a week after um, a week after the pay-per-view they'd be yeah. available for 99p, and you could watch them up until the next pay-per-view came out, and it was just like rotating like that. Um, so that was my initial exposure to TNA, and I've loved it ever since. So to be in that situation where I'm kind of stood backstage at the curtain, it's like I'm going to wrestle for the TNA tag team titles. <laughs> it's just absolutely insane, insane. And um, on the footage, um, it's uh, the camera is not angled towards me at the, at the time, but um, Subculture doing their entrance, and like we're just kind of waiting for the announcement to happen. And I'm like jumping up and down, like as as high as I possibly can, because <laughs> yeah. I was just there's just so much energy that I have that I feel like I'm like gonna pass out if I don't yeah. get rid of it somehow. So there's probably a, a camera cut somewhere of me just like leaping like a Mario character, just completely if any fans out have of this as well. By the way, just submit it to us if you can. That'd be awesome. Out of content, uh, yeah. Um, if anybody did film that, please, because I haven't <laughs> seen it, but I know. Full well, I was doing because Jack goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> I'm just like trying to get all this energy out. Um, but yeah, it was it was surreal. Um, that's what I've told. That's what I've said to pretty much everybody since they've asked. Mm. It's like, how did it feel? It's like it doesn't feel like it happened, mm-hmm. but you know, to sort of watch it back and it was um, it's up on uh, Impact Wrestling's YouTube channel as well. Um, to kind of have that experience was just so phenomenal that it still feels like it hasn't really set in yet you know yeah no no i completely understand i mean not from like being a wrestler point of view but being a fan and then having that moment and then becoming a wrestler and then just being in the ring with your mentor probably your best in the business and mark andrews you know who's super talented as well to have that moment that's that's fucking awesome that is really cool and for it to be absolutely on the global base as well by impact so i'm really happy impacts kind of turned it around and kind of separate themselves from we all know about like lol tna they had some dark days yeah and i'm glad that they come back to uk the uk tour i might be going uh commentary dates if anyone's curious no one is <laughs> but um no that's cool it's cool to hear that story from you just to see you genuinely smile a smile as well when you are going into detail about that so i'm going to rewind the clocks I will touch on Act 2 um, and also how you got into wrestling. But I want to actually discover, I know you said about TNA, but I want to know sort of what was your first wrestling-related memory? 
so um the way i found out about wrestling in general is i had a friend at school who had some of the figures mm-hmm. um and he'd like bring them in he'd have kind of a free hour or whatever on a friday um was in primary school and he'd have wrestling figures oh what's this hey, that's my lunch I'm trying to... <laughs> um, and, <he'd... laughs> and um he uh told me um and i was like oh okay uh so i'd like go home and it was uh five six at the time um and my my mum loves telling the story now that she thought oh i thought it'd just be like a phase you know kids go through phases whatever yeah you know you'll like wrestling for a month and move on yeah um so we went out and i got a dvd of the 2005 royal rumble um when they fuck up the ending yes that's the one um and for some reason i i just wanted to watch the rumble itself Mm mm-hmm so, like, the first wrestling match I ever watched was a Royal Rumble, but it meant that the first wrestler I ever saw was Eddie Guerrero. Oh, yeah. And it was Eddie Guerrero, lowrider, like, mm. peak Eddie, just come off winning the title. Yeah. Like, he's number one in the Rumble. And I have such a vivid memory of seeing that and seeing him come out in the car and the cars bouncing up and down and the crowd and everything like that. And um, it's it sounds a little bit cliché. I, I know, but that's what drew me to wrestling. It was just a presentation mm. of, and I, to be honest, I think it could have been anybody. It could have been Luther Reigns in a car, and I would have been like, Luther oh Reigns, oh Mark Tindrick um, driving it. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but um, it, I think it could have been absolutely anybody. But the fact it's Eddie Guerrero as well. Yeah. And like I'm sure you know how just captivating Eddie Guerrero is to watch. Um, One of my all-time favorites, probably my top ten. Drew me in, and uh, I never left. Ah, oh, mate, because I know we haven't been following each other for long, but I did meet him. I don't know. I don't tell the story too many times in the podcast, but if I have, I'm going to repeat myself. You remember Woolworths, aren't you? The shop. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Bunk the day of school to meet him. Totally worth it. Hundred <laughs> percent wow. worth it. Yeah, 2005, and I think it was the UK tour when they, you know, they used to come here for like Raw and SmackDown the same week, yes. and then they'll do some house shows like up north and stuff in Scotland and whatever. But yeah, he came down to London, Ilford. Uh, I think John Cena was doing the sign at the same time. Can't remember where. Obviously, I don't know the actual specific dates, but I've got the photo, which is cool, and the signature, and that's good enough for me. So if anyone wants to doubt oh my story, fuck off. I've posted on Twitter before. But yeah, it was really nice. Um, but just like those like fans, even new fans that are going back and watching Eddie stuff that didn't watch him, you know, in his prime back in WWE. And even yeah. then, like, captivated by him. He was just, that charisma he had as well, he just oozed it. And a lot of people just can't fake that. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, uh, maybe maybe I'll um, digress a little bit on the Luther Reigns thing. Maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have been as drawn in if it was Luther Reigns. But I think <laughs> it's just the fact that, you know, Eddie was prime Eddie there. Yeah. It was like he could do no wrong really, could he? He was just he was just absolutely fantastic. And a little tidbit about Woolworths, um, just because this got mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh yeah. Pud, Pudrick Quinlan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um has no memory of Woolworths at all because he wasn't old enough. Fucking hell. He's old enough to have a mullet, but he can't remember Woolworths. Fuck's sake. He was not. He's coming up on his podcast as well. I, I I love the boy actually. I think he's great. By the way, <laughs> dogging me. I can't do his accent, but he's he's just he's a good lad. He's only seventeen now. Can he yes. still have a beer yet? 
Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> so good, just, though, from Cage, though. Fucking hell. I remember. He's incredible. He's incredible, yeah. him and his brother. Um, oh, I yeah, just, great. They're, they're I both just great. remember, like, I remember him saying that. Fuck off. <laughs> what? So he's genuinely like, what is Woolworths? Don't remember it. Fucking hell. I think it was more of like, I've obviously he's heard of it, but he's never like. Doesn't remember it at all. There's no recollection. He couldn't, you know. Couldn't tell you what the Wallace logo looked like or anything like that, probably. So, because I know anyone who comes in here that knows them, um, here and his brother, they'll have an opportunity just to rip into them. But you've got <laughs> the, um, no, even I'm, Leon I'm last week, Leon Graham's <laughs> dick in there. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think a lot of people say out of love. But I know you're wearing the T-shirt if you want to show it off. Absolutely, um, yeah. Essential. It's actually quite a cool design. Uh, I think Casey Payne does their designs, if I remember is. correctly. He's a machine at that. He's really. They have new merch every week. I, know, I don't know how he. <laughs> I don't know what kind of crazy deal he mm. struck up with a t-shirt printer or what, because they've got more merch than I've had matches, and it's <laughs> <laughs> it's good merch, though, man. Like unreal. I've I've, I've kind of hinted. To some of the members, like I kind of want some of that VGS, you know, that merch money, man. Like, just get me in. <laughs> like, I'll I'll be your spokesman. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, but now they're all good. They're all good. But I'm not gonna, you know, blow too much smoke up their ass because it rarely happens, and I'll never hear the end of it. So, guys, you're awesome. But this <laughs> podcast is not about you. It's about Benjamin. So, Benjamin, talk about wrestling and Luther Reigns. That's another one. Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond. Oh uh, my god, we're getting a bit retro this. I fucking love it. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously moving past Luther Reigns, when did you know, sort of in your life, that you wanted to become a pro wrestler? Was it that a specific match, a memory, or did you kind of know from an early age, I really want to do this, I want to give it a go, I want to get in the ring? So I think there's, there's less of a specific about this and more of just a, I, I always just thought I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, growing up or whatever, um, with like very little exposure to, well, there, there wasn't much of a British scene at the time. Um, so growing up with no exposure to that and no knowledge of any scene in England or anything like that, yeah, I always had, and Jack, Jack has a pretty similar story to this. Yeah, always just kind of assumed you had to magic your way to America. <laughs> To do it so i was like oh it's okay i'll like i'll grow up and i'll figure out how to get yeah. to america and get the go plane go connect yeah you know like 10 year old mad had it figured out you know <laughs> but um yeah so it was it was always something where i was like oh i i will do it i just don't know how to mm-hmm. um so then obviously as i grew up and like uh became familiar with the scene in england and realized that sort of training schools and things um which, to be fair, it wasn't years and years and years ago, but even then weren't as prevalent, as accessible as they are now, mm. um, which is absolutely fantastic now that you can't you can't budge for a quality school, which is amazing. Um, but sort of learning a bit more about the British scene and everything meant that I could actually pursue it. Yeah. Um, and I could actually sort of make good on my little ten-year-old promise, even if I haven't magic my way to America yet. The plane's waiting, mate. Don't worry. There's a seat still there. 
Um, and it'll be for you and Jack Nudson as well. But before I do talk about him as well, I just want to sort of touch on your training because you mentioned uh, Flash Morgan Webster was actually uh, kind of not I'm not saying fully responsible, but was partially responsible. But all I know about the school that you trained at, who were other some of your mentors, and your overall challenges that you had with the the first couple of weeks with your wrestling. Um. So I trained at it was called the barracks at the time um it was very very new recently opened school uh because i lived in stoke for a lot of my life and that's where the uh, school was based yep um and from from starting there my biggest hurdle is that i am the least naturally athletic person that i know (laughs) um so when when you see the matches though but obviously that does come with time and training i was gonna say of course of course absolutely like i i accredit pretty much everything I can do with starting wrestling training. Like I was never sort of naturally sporty or athletic or anything like that. It was, it's fully through commitment to wrestling that I've been able to kind of do the things that I can do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of the hurdles I kind of jump over at first were, I was, I was very scared of getting hurt. Um, and I had to really sort of play the mental gymnastics of, sort of trusting myself and trusting other people and things because it's it, it's not natural to be thrown around and like let yourself get hit this mindset like is completely understandable by the way yeah i've got and um it's something i'll kind of mention if people sort of start in now like mm-hmm. if they're like oh i feel so silly that i can't throw myself on my front straight away and it's like no don't be ridiculous that's it's not normal like <laughs> If anything, it's good that you have that natural instinct because if yeah. you didn't, then maybe there'd be something else going on. But um, sort of get, getting over that and kind of trusting myself and trusting the other people was probably the biggest um, hurdle I had at the time. And I'm quite naturally have a bit of nervous energy. I speak quite fast, probably. Um, so, so trying to channel that and trying to learn this stuff and meeting all these new people and everything were very, very overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but I knew when I started, I was like, there's no way I'm not committing 100%. So I uh, really kind of forced myself to jump those hurdles. No, I respect that. What's some of the best advice that you were given? Not necessarily just from Flashmog website, but just even like um, someone else at a training or someone else at the school. Just, uh, no, I'm not saying I need you just giving actually quite nice advice just then, but just something that stuck out to you personally. Some advice that was like, okay, this has helped and this has stayed with me to the you know to right now um yeah absolutely i think the biggest whenever anybody asks what advice i've had the the absolute biggest one um i've had was from brendan white from the greedy souls mm-hmm. um and this was quite recent it was january i think um of this year that this happened um but we were about to wrestle um himself and danny jones we were going to wrestle uh the greedy souls very excited they were another team on our list that I was talking about um very excited, just incredibly nervous, incredibly nervous. And Brendan reminded me and Jack, but this just sticks out so prominently in my head. He goes, wrestling is fun and it's supposed to be fun. And if you're eat- eating yourself away over something, then you're not going to have the fun you should be having. Mm-hmm. So take a breath, realize you're here for fun. We're all here for fun. And 
let's have a fucking great match, is what he said in at the end of that. But to weirdly, even though that feels really obvious now, thinking well, about simple, it, but it is effective and just absolutely. How, it also, it doesn't matter. It was, like it always comes about how you would say that as well in the delivery, not just saying it for the sake of it, but if he's saying it because he's about to go in the ring with you as well, and because he's friends with you, I can imagine he says it in a more passionate way as well. Absolutely, yeah, and it, it almost like flicked a switch where mm. I was like, oh, like he's right. Like, of course, it's it's completely natural to be nervous. Every, every single wrestler is nervous before they wrestle. Um, but sort of to take a step back as well and recognize, like, okay, we're here, you know, have a good time, entertain a crowd. We're doing what we always wanted to do as kids. Yeah. So let's sort of take a breath and appreciate that instead of getting wrapped up um in everything and from then it genuinely feels like i'm a i'm a different wrestler because i i don't know if somehow that kind of knocked confidence issues i had away mm-hmm. or anything like that because i've got of course i still get those from time to time i think everybody does but to almost be taught told point blank like that it's like hey this is fun let's have fun yeah right because otherwise what's the point in doing it Exactly. Exactly. If if you're not having fun, I mean, no one's forcing you to wrestle, right? So, yeah. no, you spot on though. So like even the podcast, like people, are like sometimes it can be stressful, like you know, getting the guests on time, like not in the time, but arranging it. And sometimes well, I've had yeah. to like rearrange stuff, and like, but people are like, why do you still do it? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck all from this. I don't yeah. make any from this, but I enjoy it. Just hearing the rest of the stories, um, getting the responses that I do get sometimes, and just kind of dig myself a bit deeper in this wrestling community like just not just britain but america canada australia just even germany like i've spoken to people from all these countries and it does it's rewarding at the end of it just hearing your story and then just keeping up to date with what you do in your wrestling career and then just seeing you progress and it's it's nice and people forget that absolutely yeah and it makes it makes the stresses that come with sort of every job or hobby things like that it makes it worth it yeah big time in the end doesn't it yeah i do have a job but i <laughs> 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 just found out that, that job's fantastic anyway so what are the... <laughs> joking it's, it's a good job um debut uh, as a singles talent because i'm going to transition to how you became a tag team wrestler mm-hmm. to act two but i want to know your singles career i want to know when did you make your debut and did you know going into wrestling that you always want to be a singles wrestler for the remainder of your career? So um, I debuted in August 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been uh, active for, let's say, four years. COVID doesn't count. Oh, dear. So um, you've only been like 18, 19? Yes, I was, I was 18. Yeah. Oh, um, and... I debuted, and I think at the time I was so sort of focused on the fact that I was actually having a match. I didn't really have much of a trajectory in mind. Like, I didn't think about, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. I was just like, oh, I'm having a match. Yeah. Um, One step at a time. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think because I sort of kept that mindset for a while, it was very much like I'm just focusing on the next thing I'm doing. So whether that was like a tag match or a singles match or anything like that i was just so um trying to keep so in tune with the next thing that i didn't really think about the future or anything like that Mm -hmm. so i'd I'd never really had a 
oh, I, I want, I'm going to be a singles wrestler, I'm going to be a tag wrestler, anything like that. Singles seemed like more of the route just because I sort of didn't have anyone I'd consider tagging with or anything like that at the time. Um, so for the first uh, year, probably, yeah, for the first like year or so, I was kind of going with the flow, doing what mm. I could do um, until I myself and Jack and somebody else, we'd sort of all came together and was like, okay, what, what shall we do? Yeah. You kind of felt a bit, do you feel a bit lost at that point? Not to say like you wasn't enjoying it or anything or just, you know, I don't have a fucking clue, but just. Yeah, absolutely. What's the next Um, step? Yeah. There was, there was sort of definitely feeling a bit lost. There was frustration at the time Mm. as well. And it, it all kind of boiled over to where um, myself, Jack, and Andy, we were like, okay, what what should we do? What are we going to do? Shall we... Let's come up with a game plan where we want to go. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was massively beneficial because I think it probably would have taken me way longer to sit down and have that sort of internal chat with myself. So the fact that it, it got provoked by other people was super mm. helpful. And that You're on I the could, same um, wavelength as you. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, it's something I try to tell people is if you can go through, if there's somebody you can go through wrestling with, I think you're going to have such a better time hmm. than if you were to go it alone. Now, it's not me saying everybody be a tag team or anything like that. It's more of a, if you have someone within wrestling who gets the frustration and understands and and can really sort of empathize with the situation you're in and you can do the same for them. Yeah. Um, it, it makes everything a lot more digestible. Yeah. No, I completely understand that. And it would create the tag team act two. So yes. I have mentioned tag team quite a bit in this podcast, but I said, I'd hold off and speaking about sort of the origins, how you came up with the name and just sort of your highlights as it is. We talked about one earlier, one massive one. Uh, subculture but all I know Jack Nudson the other half um, of this tag team so tell me first the name and how you two actually gelled as a tag team okay so um he hated me when we first met really yes <laughs> don't Jack I'm, like, like, I'm joking, I'm joking. Not, wow <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking uh, did, no no you've been quality mate. you've been quality <laughs> did not like me at all um, it was an unjust reason. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, we've actually we've we've spoken to um, Joseph Connors about it before because he was the reason actually. Um, so maybe six weeks into my training, uh, Jack had already been around for a year. Yeah. Um, Joseph Connors comes to the school to do a seminar. Um, we're kind of wrestling around whatever, and he was like, "Oh, you know, something really important in wrestling is you need to stand out." And at the time. Like I'd I'd dye my hair. I couldn't do that now; it'd fall out. But I'd dye my hair and stuff, so it's like purple um, at the time. And he's like, like this guy. Look, he's got like purple hair. You see him in a crowd immediately. He stands <laughs> out. And Jack Nudson's frothing at the mouth. <laughs> he's so upset that I've been there for six weeks and I've just been told I stand out, and he's been there a year and he hasn't. So he would just like flat out not interact with me for about six months. Oh, what a first impression. Well, no, I'm not I'm um, the first impression, but sort of one of the Yeah. Impression. And um so it took 
like I say, it took about six, seven months until we got paired together in a drill. Once um, yeah. we found out that it it went, it was very, came very easily to work with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously I didn't know he didn't like me, so I just <laughs> I just approached as I as I normally would. Um, and obviously he probably upset that he was paired with me. But after we actually worked together and realized, oh, like we have a little bit of flow okay. going on here, um, a friendship kind of blossomed from there. Um, as far as the name goes, unfortunately, this is probably the most boring naming story we've ever had. It was the only one we could agree on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 wait, 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 we'll add to this. What are the other suggestions? The ones that you came up with? Oh, oh, wow. Um, I don't, I don't think I can remember any in particular, but I do remember us both. We were both um, at two trade, it was like <laughs> 2 a.m., 2 a.m., something like that. And we were both yeah. like sat there in the ring because um, we'd like constantly pull all nighters at our training school because uh, we had the access to do it. Um, and we were that like looking through our Spotify playlists, yeah. like, like a like songs on Spotify to try and like piece together a name from songs that we liked or from like artists that we both enjoyed. Proper, like, and we looked at trying really hard, maybe like over. Yeah, like well. song clips. We were really forcing it. Yeah. Um, and we just we just couldn't agree, and I don't know whether it was just because we were tired or whatever. We just we just couldn't agree on it, um, and we were like, right, we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll come back yeah. to it. It's fine. So we, you know, we'll we'll message each other. Everything. What about this? It's like, no, I don't like. It. That's too long. It's too short. Like, I I didn't want a name that could be abbreviated, and he did, and then he wanted one that like was longer, and I was like, oh, that's too long. Like we just found every reason to not agree on one, um, and I've completely forgot what the conversation was actually about. But um, he said the words "act to" about something, mm-hmm. um, and I was just like, "Oh, it's like act to? Is that is that a good okay. name?" And yeah. I remember him; he, he just kind of looked at me and went, "Yeah, sure." And we're like, "Right, okay, <laughs> we finally agreed. Let's let's just stick with it because." Mm-hmm. Because we're 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 never going to agree. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're never going to reach this settlement again. So let's right. We found one that we're okay with. So let's have it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I I couldn't imagine it being anything else now. Of course, but um, I can only imagine match though. Like uh, shout out to Elliot. Elliot does designs, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He does absolutely. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine what some of the suggestions must have been at two in the morning, running on no sleep. In the uh, commentary, <laughs> just like even like a couple of weeks after. Oh yeah, I remember that. Just let me know. I'm just curious now. Yeah, I will. Um, I will. I'll try my best. I'll ask him after yeah. this, um, and I'll see if he can remember any. Um, but I- I'm sure they were terrible. <laughs> love it, love it. So one, I do actually want to switch off quickly, just because I'm, one thing I've noticed in matches, um, I'm gonna have to ask. And I sound like Art Donovan from like King of the Ring '94. How much does this guy weigh? How tall are you? I've gotta ask, mate. It's just kind of, I don't know. So, uh, I'm, I'm curious. Absolutely, I'm uh, six foot two and a half, technically. I couldn't tell if so, you're taller than that. Or... If I'm on TV, you can call me six four. That's totally cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, six six two and a half. Fair play, fair play. I just had to, I just had to ask. I think that's probably going to listen. Like, why is he just asked that? It's my podcast. <laughs> Like, get your own podcast. You ask the guests what you want. Um, no, it's just when we've been watching matches, I'm like, see, he looks pretty tall. Um, I, I had absolutely. That. And um, 
Jack Knudsen is 5'10", 5'11", yeah. which is very sort of average. It's like slightly he above average height, height me. Yeah, of the normal. But because he stood next to me, everybody assumes that he's really short. Yes, yes. So like the amount of sort of type people will come and say, oh, you're way taller than I expected. And I'm like, yeah, it's because he stood next to me. Oh, right. See, so I, oh, <laughs> I do come to the slider show. I won't feel as, you know, short. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine then. No, that's, I'm, I do these mental way out there. So many wrestlers I need to see um, at the show and just, I've heard good stuff as well. And I've watched the shows as well sometimes and uh, it's good stuff. I'm just going to take a quick break. Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. When I see if it's going to people, it's your boy, Big Brave Roy Johnson. And I'm here picking it on what you call it podcast. Yeah, I heard. Well, that's DS. That's actually hello in Spanish, not goodbye. But take care. Yeah, heard. Well, we just took a quick break then. Definitely wasn't waffling on in between that. Smiling <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking schoolgirl. Um, but no, it's cool. It's cool. So we just established a tag team, uh, act two, sort of the origins and. <laughs> chat not liking you at all yeah. um, but you actually are um, you've become good friends since which I'd like to think you are as a tag team but your stuff's good though I really like it so I'd like to ask you as we kind of come to sort of near the end of the interview what are some of your tag team highlights like even like personal achievements within this tag team Um, so we have so we we're so fascinated by wrestling still yeah. that almost like everything feels like it feels like um an achievement getting to uh, work with Sunshine Machine was a massive one for us. Yeah. Um oh I love Chuck Man by the way, so cool. Okay. Oh they're both about I, I love them both so yeah. much. Oh, it was both uh, a huge, a huge um thing for us. That was um, getting to work on Press and Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, during lockdown, we would call each other and watch the old Chaos back catalogue. Um, so to kind of be a part of that company mm-hmm. now, absolutely massive for us. Um, it's been very rewarding um, from we were uh, Quintessential's first tag team match. Hey. Um so to to get to be that for them, um, and to see how far they've come even since then, because that was only in May, and uh, to sort of see how much they've progressed from there is like crazy, crazy rewarding as well. Um, it feels um, they've not actually been tied that long. I know, like they've wrestled each other those times, but I think when I was yes, yeah, um, I think probably just was still in school. <laughs> Christy's like there's been had the short hair, but now they're both oh, those Kentucky waterfalls, those mullets. I'm so jealous. I God, I wish I could grow one. <laughs> I don't think I have the patience or the hairline. Would it be it, a though. purple? Um oh no. <laughs> purple mullet. <laughs> my my hair could not withstand another dying. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. It's just that um, shop there, isn't it? Just yeah. To get, but um, yeah. Sorry to get like, to get to see them progress yeah. as much as they are in things. It's as rewarding as if me and Jack were doing it. It yeah. really is. Um, I think being sort of able to, of course, TNA is a massive one. Yeah. Um, being able to work with uh, Effie and Ali Catch oh, uh, yeah, for, GC- TNT, for GCW. Oh, GCW and TNT. Um, yes. Yeah. 
yeah, being being able to do that and sort of being in a position where you know you you bring imported talent in to face mm. the best you have, and the fact that we were considered that for that point was insane to us. Ab- absolutely, and like to to be able to do that is just unreal. Yeah, unreal. We we. Definitely we do. We yourself, count yeah. our blessings a lot. We we feel very lucky to yeah. be able to do what we do. Yeah, now that's that's pretty cool. Like I said you are representing not just the tag team scene, but the UK scene, and then Effie, you know, yeah, he's pretty popular. So uh, TNT or GCW come over again. What tag teams want to work with? You know, UK scene, not UK scenes, UK tag teams. Act two, you're top of that list already. You know, you said about the um the list. Yes, of tag teams that you two have sort of yeah, drawn up and ticking off as you go how many more tag teams you got you don't necessarily have to list them but just like how many roughly um from the original one we only have two left wow that's pretty good um i know it's a lycos gym and the smoking aces are the two left um on our original list it's been expanded a lot since and like we we kind of have another one that was a lot more reasonable at the time for people that we wanted to wrestle and we've been able to take off a bunch of those um at, at the moment those are the two um who are from our original uh list of six mm-hmm. that we really really wanted to sort of work with and felt like if we could get to that level where we're trusted to work with those guys then mm-hmm. we're doing something right fair play if you sort of had a time machine and you can pick some tag teams from the past who would you pick if you can pick Three or four. Oh, what's my criteria? Do they have to be British? Can they be from anywhere? Or mm, let's go with anywhere. Let's sort of any. Okay, yeah. let's go a bit deep. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Ah, uh, I see they've influenced you a little bit as well in your uh, style. Yeah, m- massively, Definitely. massively. We when we first started and we were kind of learning the ropes of tag wrestling, we were just yeah. Little knockoff motor machine guns. Who wasn't though, man? They were so influential. We absolutely were. Well, oh, yeah, their roses, in my opinion, their flowers. Of course, uh, absolutely. Um, I'd say, can I do five? Is five okay? Do five, mate. You're the guest, mate. If you want to go ten, you can do sure. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll do the machine guns, beer money. Fucking love beer money. Love him. Oh. Be nice in person as well. The best, um, the world's greatest tag team. Nice. That's it's weird though, because they didn't actually last that long, but they made such an impact. And yeah, I'm... absolutely. Like to to think that as as the actual world's greatest tag team in the original run, they were on less than a year. Yeah, that's not counting Team Angle. Like they were on literally less than a year. Yeah, when they separate from Team Angle, it was literally less than a year. Benjamin fucked off to Raw. Charlie Ars yep. was hanging out with. Not Crash Holly. Oh, he died before that. Uh, Rico. <laughs> Alcohol Holly. Uh, Rico, yes. So Rico, um, Rico, yeah. Alcohol Holly, yes. Smackdown, 2004. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, no, no, sorry. I've switched off me. Uh, World Greatest Tag Team, yes. Yes. Um, Los Guerreros. Oh. And I'd, so, yeah, I'd say they count. Um. If it's from the past and everything, I'd say DDP and Canyon. Because I have yep. such Since a you soft spot. That, who better than Benjamin? For oh. them. Yeah, 100%. Like, oh my. Oh, Speaking oh of my people God. who need Canyon. flowers. I know, they, I know he gets them now, but 
But if when, Canyon could have gotten them while he was around. Such a shame, obviously, how it ended for him. I mean, even yeah. just try and like take like ignore the dark side, but just in general, like just deserves so much more wrestling, in my opinion. I know oh, he's he memorable moment stuff, but he should have been around much longer. Such an innovator. If he, if he could have known what wrestling would become mm. and how accepting it would be. Yeah, big time. You know. But yeah, uh, I think DDP and Canyon are my last ones. Um, you're fine. I like that choice. That's really good. Choice. Yeah, I got to I got to meet DDP uh, this year as well. How was he? he? I don't know what. Amazing, really amazing. Such such a nice dude. Yeah, I won't say who. Someone I know is interviewing and said he's a bit of a knob. No, most people I know that have met him in person have said he's lovely. So oh, okay, I'll take it as you will. Maybe I had a bad day. Who knows? Yeah, man, and uh, we all do. Yeah. We all do. Like. Yeah. We're probably gonna be after this. He's a fucking dick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so the Quinlan boy is like, he's a fucking arse. How'd you come on his podcast? Um, I hope you don't say that, by the way. Like, um, but yeah, no, DDP. I'm glad you met him and he was cool. Um, who else you met, by the way? Just like, do you think might surprise me in terms of being really nice? Um. So this this wasn't a surprise that she was super nice, but I think the nicest person I've met was Victoria. I've heard she's amazing. I've heard she's she was lovely. Takes the time such to speak a Um we uh so the the reason I started sort of ac- accepting the fact that you know you can you can go meet these people who you've seen on TV and it's totally okay and there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> um is me and Jack got to crew a show with um Swerve Strickland on it. Nice. And I love Swerve. Yeah. Like, he's amazing. He wrestled Car Noir on that show. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen in person. It was absolutely insane. Awesome. Um and we just kind of ended up in a situation where it's like, right, there he is. Let's just go and talk to him. You know, what I mean, like, let's just go and speak to him. Mm. And um, we went up and we're like, hey, you know, I know it's like a little bit taboo to do this, but we just want to say, like, it's really cool that we got to work on a show with you, whatnot. Um, and immediately, immediately <laughs> he goes like, immediately he's like, ah, oh, fuck that, that's so cool. And he like gave us a hug and stuff. Yeah. And he he explained that he was like, he's like, oh, I feel I feel the same way uh, when I see Edge. And he's like, I'm friends with Edge. I've got his phone number, but like, he'll talk to me and he'll walk off. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. that was Edge. That's so cool. And it's like, they swear to get... human. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's because, because you sort of see these people in the, in this light and like, yeah. oh, it's like, he's on TV, he's worked for WWE and all these yeah. things. Like, to, to get to share that experience with him. I had a similar one with John Morrison as well. Nice. Uh, because John Morrison was telling me about how excited he was to meet Angelina Jolie. <laughs> so, <laughs> Didn't expect to end the podcast this way, but do tell me. Very what... <laughs> surreal. Very surreal that was. Um, it was me and John Morrison were just in the locker room for like 10 minutes. Yeah. We were just chatting. And my partner, film. Go. <laughs> my partner, not a wrestling fan, yeah. but only knows of wrestling through me, but knows John Morrison because he was on Survivor. So I, I bought up to him. I was like, oh, you know, my, my partner knew she from Survivor. And he like perked up and he was like, oh, Angelina Jolie said she knew me from Survivor. And I was like so surprised. And she sat next to me at the premiere and stuff. I was like, this is a weird conversation. Remind me what Survivor was. I know the name is a bell, but what was the, the actual show about? I'm trying to think. So um, it's it's still going, unbelievably. <laughs> um, but it's uh, they ship off like 
think it's like 1620, something around like that. Um, people to an island and uh, they split you into two teams. You got to do a bunch of tasks and things. You got to survive. Um, it's like an elimination style thing. Like if you if your team fails a challenge, someone from your team has to be eliminated. But the people on your own team have to vote who goes. So uh, like very, very dramatic and brother stuff. on the beach or something. I don't know. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's a great that's a great way of putting it because hey, my pa- my <laughs> my partner has this niche style of programming that he likes, and <laughs> they all tie into <laughs> they all tie into each other, and they're all kind of based off the Survivor format. So yeah, Big Brother on the Beach is a great way of of putting it. Gotta ask quickly about your partner. Does he watch you like live, or does he watch you like on YouTube, or is he actually a fan of wrestling in general? I've got to ask because some people so funny about like. I don't, I don't like watching, you know, like a loved one in the ring or whatever. But some people are like, yeah, go on, get into it. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's a, he's not, he's not a standard wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, the wrestling he knows and he's been exposed to has been through me. Mm-hmm. Um, he he does come to shows. Um, when we when we first met, he tried to come to every show. Oh, that's cool. And after, and after a bit. After a bit, though, he was like, "This isn't really sustainable." I don't think I can do every show. <laughs> but at least he's gone to a few and supported you. Yeah, and he was honest. He was honest about it, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so from from then, sort of, if I'm like, "Hey, you know, this is happening," I'd like to yeah. be there. Like he'll, he'll come down. But not um, every single show that you're doing. Not not every show. No, didn't catch the wrestling bug then. Ah. No. No. But maybe you can still do it when they're like, like you know, late into like adulthood. But it's just it's it's harder the older you get. It is quite harder. Absolutely, yeah. I like sometimes. Um, but because of that, he's like one of my favorite people to get feedback from, because there's so many things in the wrestling bubble, yeah, that we don't think about, yeah. That I will go to him and like, oh, what did you think of this? And he's like, well, that was silly. Why would you do that? I'm like, oh my god, you're right. And it's like because, I, because I, at least I just didn't think that's that's really good way of putting it, and just that makes so much sense because obviously where I'm I'm an you can ask my opinion, but I might get too technical, but not forgetting that everyone's in the crowd, not just me. Like I'm a mark. Yes, I know. Yeah, inside terms or whatever. You know, someone. Oh, actually, like you said, that was silly. Why not try this? You know, we. This is what I like as a casual. Yeah, and and to kind of have those light bulb moments with him where we're like oh yeah why do all wrestlers do that actually and it's like it makes you question things it's it's great point of view to have a really really good point of view to have no that's that's cool man. that's cool last question uh benjamin and then i'll let you go enjoy the rest of your day because okay. i've got this evening uh this one's a fun question you don't really have to go into detail onto it but three dream dinner guests past peasant peasant <laughs> i know you're the the prince <laughs> um but yeah present fiction non-fictional up to you mate three dream gin- oh. uh dream dinner guests fucking hell i'm really bad on my words today right oh you're the host but you gotta think why you want them there and if you can just give me a short reason as to why you want them there i'll be fun Bye. okay Ooh. doesn't have to be wrestling related either I think I think I'm going to keep it wrestling related purely because no, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine like maybe two wrestlers and one like completely niche celebrity interacting would be yeah. real weird. The dynamic, yeah, exactly. The the dynamic of the dinner is is real thrown off. Uh, I'd like Edge. Nice. There, I think Edge. Um, Edge is personally my favorite wrestler of all time. 
Um, I think getting the chance to talk to him about wrestling, um, getting the chance to like just pick his brains and kind of listen mm. to him. Was this when you were like a wrestler, or was it before when you met like, Edge? Oh no, I haven't. I haven't met Edge. I was saying oh, like, right, um, sorry. This is like I. <laughs> I'd, I'd like the chance. Fucking question. I, I'd like the chance to. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. Um, I'd like the chance to. He'd be someone I'd want there and just kind of yeah. like listen to and kind of absorb what he's saying. Um, I think. Someone, someone who I think as well would have like an interesting perspective on wrestling. Um, in that kind of era as well, mm. I probably have Trish Stratus there as well. Um, would you say this current version of Trish Stratus or sort of attitude, ruthless aggression? Era? I think I'd have current. I think I'd have current Trish Stratus mm. because it, it's real, really so interesting to me that like obviously she came in as a model and not a wrestler at all, mm. and now is like so highly regarded as like the women's wrestler of that period big time yeah i'd love to know about the transition from that mm -hmm. and sort of how it was perceived that yes yeah, she came in as a model with no training or anything but would like really like really tried and really sort of put her focus to it and stuff i'd love to hear about how that happened um and my third is uh Jack Nudson, so he can listen to the stories with me. Ah, love it, love it. <laughs> Brownie points. Nah, it's cool, man. Ben, thank you very much for your time. Great uh line up there. Absolutely, thank uh, you. Really good chat as well. Really good chat. Um, but if the listeners and the fans out there want to find you on your social media, how can they do so? So um I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at sweetprincebh. Um, and there is a Twitter for Act Two as well, which is Act underscore Two T W O underscore as well. Really surprised that he's still there. Um, you know, just to a new. I, I think the extra underscore got it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, is there anything you want to say, or anything you want to plug or promote? Just anything you want to get your chest. We are now at the end of this interview. Okay. Uh, when is this being released? It shall be released. I say eight this evening, but that doesn't really make sense when it's the date wise. But the date wise, it's the eleventh of October. Okay, wonderful. So, um, you can find me and Jack. Uh, we are at the ten year anniversary of Perth and Chaos this weekend. Um, over in Bristol, we may or may not be wrestling. Who knows? Um, uh, you can find us at TNT Ignition Wrestling Scouts and Proud, the TNT Women's Tag Team Champions, um, on the twenty first. And you can find us at Future Wrestling on the 28th, um, where I'm wrestling Lucia Lee for the Destiny title. Uh, Jack Nudson is teaming with Kaya, um, who's his girlfriend, um, also on that show. Um, and to be fair, um, go and tell um, Quintessential about your lovely Woolworths trips. If you're listening and you went to Woolworths, go and message them about it. I hope, Christy, they... I hope Christy at least knows it. Or nope. it... Really? For fuck's sake. 
I've been nice about them too in this podcast. Funnily enough, during during the break of this, I messaged both of them and I was like, oh, I've clowned you for not knowing what Woolworths was. And Christy said, oh, well, I didn't either. I was like, oh, well, the question's passed now, so I don't have a chance to do it to you, but we've cycled back around to it, so I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I have now. Sight, <laughs> lads, honestly. Just... <laughs> Use Google, God. Um, that's cool. No, I love them really. Follow but, uh, they're, they're awesome, quintessential right. as well. They're awesome. They're, they're the boys. All your boys up there, on sort of the Vessel Islands crew. It's like to sort of leave you as, but I mean that with love. But I think you've all been great guests. You make time to come to the show, but you always sort of spread my word at the podcast as well. So it is much appreciated. So thank you for coming on, mate. It's much appreciated. Absolutely. I hope you enjoy Thanks the rest of day, week, month, basically. Just. <laughs> That's a terrible sign-off. But if you can also follow me on social media, that'd be awesome. Like this video, subscribe to the account, and keep up to date with what I've got lined up, which you can do also in the description below. Twitter's there. That'd be great. But for now, everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. Ooh, better than what you call it, podcast. Yay. Tribute to Canyon. Awesome. Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. You are listening to the Sweet Prince of Professional Wrestling, one half of Act 2, Benjamin Harland, and I will be appearing on What Do You Call It podcast. Ooh, better than What You Call It podcast. <laughs> Listen to the episode and you'll get the reference. <laughs>